take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready to rock y'all? And welcome to another episode of Nikki Stotts Podcast. I am your girl, A. Nicole, and I would like to welcome you. And again, thank you for tuning in. Episode 19, we are rolling through these teens. We almost in our 20s. And I am just so honored and grateful to have you all and to know that somebody gives a damn about listening to what the fuck I got to say, right? So I ask you to tell a friend a family member, a loved one, just how dope you think this podcast is, right? So, um, I started to do a strain of dealing with how to deal with toxic blah, 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 blah. So I know something that I always speak of that I noticed that um, a lot of people, particularly grown-ass people, kind of get paralyzed in fear is when I talk about dealing with toxic ass parents. And for some reason, everybody is team. Oh, I'm not dealing with you. If you want that bullshit up until it gets to our family, particularly our parents. And I got a problem with that. Why are you team me? Why are you team preserve my peace team? Let me set these boundaries team. You got me fucked up up until it gets to family or parents. And, you know, I was speaking about this today um, with one of my friends and I'm just like, I think that it's such a big phenomenon because we grow up, and when I say we, <clears throat> I'm talking particularly um, my black folks, we grow up, we've grown up in this type of family society where it's do as I say, whereas it's because I said so, whereas it's don't question me, whereas it's um, basically you're kind of being led blind. Basically, you're raised and you're not nurtured. I want to say that again. Basically, you're raised, but you're not nurtured. And a lot of times, our parents may be dealing with their own fucking demons. Um, Our parents might be going through their own motherfucking going through and not having that outlet and not even knowing sometimes that they are going through some shit um, and they are toxic. They just release the shit on who's the, who's the closest people and, and it's their children. And I have seen adults try to stand up for themselves against a toxic parent only to be told, oh, but that's your mom and you only get one mom. Oh, yeah. He did some fucked up shit to you, but that's your dad and you only get one dad. Ah, uh, yeah, don't do that. Ah, uh, no, nah, don't, 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 don't. You, you, you can't treat your parents like that. Oh, that person gave you life. Or, oh, I'm here to tell y'all right now, fuck all that shit. Fuck all that shit. All that she's naive. Fuck it, right now. And I'm going to tell you why. Anybody who is a threat to your peace... Anybody who is a threat to your sanity, anybody who is a threat to your growth and does nothing but debase and disrespect you does not belong in your fucking life. I don't give a fuck if they gave you your own life. No, 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 no. And I understand that coming from a background where standing up, and making an adult a grown-up, even though we all fucking grown, um, making someone a caregiver, a parent of ours, accountable for the shit that they've done, or set that boundary, be like, hey, you ain't about to do this shit. It's a foreign concept 
to some people because you're not supposed to talk to your parents any kind of way. And I'm not saying go out here and be disrespectful. I'm not saying it at all. But I know that it is a very slippery slope. I know that it is a very touchy um, subject. Um, and a lot of people feel stuck because if they want to stand up for themselves, but it's their mama or it's their daddy. And they've come from a background where you don't even talk back to your parents, let alone advocate for yourself. You don't even any any type of some some of us come from backgrounds where any type of advocacy for self or any type of going against the grain, no matter how much in the right you are, is taken as disrespect. It's taken as a taboo. You don't get to do that. Black children know this or 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 black mamas, you know, even sometimes I catch myself telling Kingston, yo, you got a black mama. You better, you better ease up with all of that shit. No, we're not doing that. And then I have to catch myself. My son um, deserves to be respected. My son deserves to be honored. My son deserves to be treated with dignity and a certain type of level of care, a a particular standard of level of care. And sometimes I do want to say, don't ask me because I said so. Kingston, well, what did I say? Blah, blah, blah. And then I have to realize I am raising a little adult who's going to hold me accountable for everything that I'm saying and doing to him right now, later on when he's an adult. And how I interact with my son, I'm teaching my son how to not only interact with other people, but particularly women. I am his blueprint when it comes to navigating in spaces that involve women particularly a caliber of woman that I would like my son to date. I don't want my son in the street somewhere. We ain't even gonna go there. We ain't even gonna go there. We gonna stay on, we gonna stay on course, right? So um I wanted to do I wanted to do a an episode on toxic parents. Um, because that is a part of toxic relationships. A lot of times people think of toxic relationships as um um, boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, or even when you think of, um, domestic violence, when you think of domestic abuse, when you think of domestic disputes, you automatically think of, um, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, um, partners, whatever. Nobody ever thinks, "Mm, no family is included in this shit, you know? So I'm here to tell you toxic relationships, they include relationships with toxic ass parents. And this is because typically toxic parents do not treat their children with respect as individuals. They don't compromise. They don't take responsibility for their behavior or apologize. Often these parents have a mental disorder or a serious addiction. So um, I'm going to disclose a little bit about myself and say that um, I have a toxic parent. I have someone who can be a toxic parent, my mother. Yeah. Um, My mother is bipolar. Yeah. So, and this is, this is one of the reasons why I got into psychology because dealing with her, particularly growing up was a full-time fucking job. And I just was like, this can't be fucking life. And it wasn't until I became to be a teenager and I was like, hold up. Cause I'm a baby. I'm the youngest of five, four girls, one boy. And it was me who was like, hold up. I don't give a fuck what my older siblings accepted from you. I don't give a fuck what you could do to them. And you got by off of you with a mama, but we ain't going to do this shit. I had to see it for what it was. And I had to begin to protect myself because you want, you want to think that when it comes to parents, being around parents should be the place, the one place that we don't ever have to worry about having to step out of self and advocating for self. We don't ever have to worry about stepping out of self and having to defend ourselves because our, our parents are supposed to be our first line defense. But what do you do that when your parent is your first line antagonist? When your parent is your first line fucking, uh, just fucking tyrant, 
you know, then it becomes foreign because this is not the narrative that society dictates. Society tells us it's the, pe- it's the people, excuse me, outside of our doors who we need to watch out for. Society tells us it's the people that we meet on the street that might have to have us fucked up and we got to let them know. Society never teaches us that it's sometimes our parents, that it's sometimes our caregivers, that it's sometimes the people who are supposed to mold us, the people who are supposed to protect us from harm, that they're the ones doing the most harm. I say it all the time with a lot of people. Children's first bullies a lot of times are their parents. A lot of times people think is this 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 little chubby kid in elementary school, middle school, high school, whatever. But no, a lot of times it's the parent. I can put together a group of grown-ups right now, and I'm willing to bet you they will say, Oh, um, yeah, my mom was my first bully. My dad was my first bully. So, like this shit is real. So, um, again, parents who are of the toxic variety. Typically, they are dealing with a substance abuse or a mental health disorder or a combination of both. The shit could be comorbid. And when you put them motherfuckers together, that ain't no milk and cookie fucking combination. When you put a substance um, abuse issue and a mental health disorder together, you have a recipe for disaster. Disaster. Um, So... With this being said, we all live with the consequences of poor parenting. However, if our childhood was traumatic, we carry wounds from abusive or dysfunctional parenting. When they haven't healed, toxic parents can re-injure us in ways that make growth and recovery difficult. When we grow up with dysfunctional parenting, we may not recognize it as such because it feels familiar and normal, especially if, and I'm going to tap back into our community, especially if your best friend is going through the same shit with her mama or his mama or his daddy or her daddy. We normalize it, especially if this is the standard to how parents are supposed to be. We don't question it, you know, if it's normalized towards us. So um, with this being said, Um, We may be in denial and not realize that we've been abused emotionally, particularly if our material needs were met. So I'm going to tell you again about me. I'm a Cosby kid. I got whatever the fuck I wanted growing up. Never wanted for anything. Spoiled rotten. But I had a mom who was bipolar. I had, and this was back when... I mean, now, and that's why mental health awareness is so important to me. Like, that's why I started the I Just Want My People to Heal nonprofit, because I want to remove the stigma because I know what the stigma does to people, particularly people who don't have the fucking disorder. I suffered. Even though my mom had the disorder, her children suffered, right? So um, with this being said, excuse me, um... I always figured, well, because my needs are met or, well, because I get whatever I want, it's not that bad. Or, you know, maybe turn a blind eye to, you know, just the the, the, the turbulence and the tumultuous, tumultuous, excuse me, relationship that I had with my mom or the tumultuous relationship that I saw her have with my older siblings. It was like, well, we really can't fucking complain because we're Cosby kids. We get whatever the fuck we want. Life is great. Other kids are fucking starving. Other kids are 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 not getting what the fuck they want for Christmas or they're not living good or you know they're pillar to post and all of this other stuff. They're 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 not stable, but we are. So I always felt like I probably shouldn't say anything. Or, well, I mean it's a small price to pay. All of my needs are being met materialistically. So, um, a lot of times we don't think that our, our, our parents may have toxic behavior again, because it's normalized again, because we see it, you know, sometimes with other family members, maybe cousins, maybe, you know, you're at your best friend's house and his mama treat him the same way as your mama or, or, or his daddy treats you the same way, the way, um, 
his daddy treats him the same way as your daddy treats you. So sometimes it's normalized or just sometimes we just don't think to second guess it. Sometimes we think, oh, we just had hard parents. We just had parents who were hard. So let me give you some signs, symptoms, in instances, whatever, in which you might have you some motherfucking um, toxic parents. So let me ask you this. Do your parents tend to overact or create a scene? Do they use emotionally black emotional blackmail? Oh, that's a big thing with me. And you guys probably have heard me say this um, in my other episodes. You will not emotionally blackmail me because that's something that I learned early on with my mom. You know, the emo, oh, my, my mom was the best with it. You will not. I do not allow anybody to use my emotions to blackmail me. Or to try to play with my emotions to get what they want. I don't allow anybody to do that. And I pick up on that shit real quick, hunty. So, do they make frequent or unreasonable demands of you? Do they try to control you and give you the my way or the highway spill? Do they criticize or compare you? This is particular if you might have other siblings in your household or you might have a cousin who may be seen to do always do right or another family member or maybe one of their friends might have children that they're comparing you to, criticizing you against or even compared to themselves. Well, when I was your age, I so-and-so and so or I don't get you because when 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 I was in so-and-so grade or blah, 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 when I went through that, I blah, 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 blah. Are they doing that? Are they comparing and criticizing you? Do they listen to you with interest, like real interest, eye contact, body language, or do they just look like they're just ready for the conversation to be over or they're just not really in the conversation? Do they manipulate, use guilt, or play the victim? Whew, the victim role. That's why I hate the victim role. Do they do, they do that? Do they play that fucking victim role to the hilt? Do they blame you or attack you? Do they take responsibility and apologize? Do they respect your physical and emotional boundaries or do they disregard your feelings and needs? Do they envy you or do they compete with you? Right? So if you've, if you've answered yes um, to the first half, you know, and when I got to the bottom part, when I'm asking, you know, do they take responsibility and apologize? Do they disregard your feelings and needs? Like, if you're if you've answered um yes to the disregard, if you've answered yes to the envy and competing with you, blaming and attacking you, any of these, you just might have you some motherfucking toxic ass goddamn parents or caregivers, because sometimes we might have been raised by Big Mama, grandma, grandpa, auntie, uncle, godparent. So it doesn't just encompass mom and dad, biological mom and dad. It could encompass stepmom, stepdad, whoever, whoever had a primary role in raising you, right? So um, toxic parents have an impact on our lives, particularly as adults. A lot of times we think we turn 18 and that's it. Mm -mm. Toxic parents, they still impact our lives as adults. They can make your life miserable. They are notoriously manipulative controlling and critical. They make it difficult for you to emotionally separate yourself from them so that you can make your own fucking choices, set your own goals and live a life that is fulfilling to who you. Because instead, you may find yourself questioning your own decisions, never feeling good enough and riddled with guilt when you say no to them. Left unchecked, Toxic parents can take over your life and cause significant psychological damage. It's not uncommon for adult children of dysfunctional, alcoholic, or toxic parents to feel trapped, unable to stand up for themselves, and futilely trying to appease their parents. The good news is this. You got a motherfucking choice. Actually, you got choices, plural. Because one of the great things about being an adult, baby, is autonomy. It's that you get to decide what kind of relationships to have with your parents. Yeah, believe it or not, as an adult, you set the fucking tone for the type of relationship that you're going to have with your parents and that your parents are going to have with you. This is because you have choices, probably more choices than you realize, right? One of the biggest barriers that I see when I assist people 
um, it says clients, um, especially with toxicity with parents, is that adult children, they particularly, uh, more than often, feel like they can't make their own decisions. They think that they have to keep doing things the way that they've always done them, which is most likely the way that their parents have taught them to do shit. You know, it'll never cease to amaze me how many times I will talk to a client about a toxic relationship they have with their parent, and I can literally see them and feel them shrink back into children. They feel like they don't have the wherewithal to stand up for themselves, even though they're adults. Even though they may have their own children, their own families, they've moved out, they're, they're doing their own thing outside of home, they still feel reduced to grade school children when it comes to dealing with their toxic parents. And this is because the parent has stifled their growth, particularly emotionally and socially. Right? So your relationship with your parents doesn't have to be toxic. And although you cannot change your parents... Let me repeat, you cannot change your parents. You cannot magically transform your relationship. However, you can begin to break your family's dysfunctional patterns. You get to decide how and when to relate to your parents. Most importantly, you get to decide what the fuck is right for you as your advocate. Okay? Because who's going to advocate for self more than self? Who knows self more than self? Ain't nobody going to look out for you the way you going to look out for you. And if it is somebody out here looking out for you better than you looking out for you, you better look at you. Because you need to be the alpha and omega when it comes to how shit is done with you, with matters pertaining to you. So um, I'm going to give you all 10 tips for coping with dysfunctional, alcoholic, or toxic parents. All of it is fucking toxic. All of it. Anything that does not benefit your peace of mind, your self-esteem, your self-confidence, and your morale is toxic. It's toxic. But let's get into it. All right. So number one, stop trying to please them. It's normal to want your parents' approval, right? It's, it's normal. It's normal to want them to be proud of you, to brag, boast, all of that. But let's be clear about something. Toxic parents are nearly impossible to fucking please. Particularly if we're talking about those who are in fucking competition with you. You're going to run yourself ragged trying to fucking please them. You cannot. Most importantly, it's your fucking life and you're entitled to make your own choices and do what makes you feel good. Living your life according to someone else's values and goals will leave you chronically unhappy and un full motherfucking field. And if you live your life trying to please your parents, you will forever be under their lock and key. Forever seeking validation and love from people who probably cannot give it to you at all in no form, no fashion, no way. When you give them this type of power, you allow your parents to determine your self-worth, to tell you whether you're smart to tell you whether you're successful, to tell you whether you're a good parent, to tell you whether you're a worthwhile person, and so on and so on and so on. Why? Why? The only person that you need to be pleasing is you. Everybody else is fucking crazy. Okay? The only person that you need to be pleasing is you. Your focal point should be you. This life was given to you to live. I tell y'all this week in and week out. I tell y'all this on Therapy Thursday. This life was given to you to live. Live it. Live it the way you fucking want to. As long as you ain't hurting nobody. As long as you ain't hurting yourself. And even if you are hurting yourself, really, that's your damn business. Everybody else is gravy. If I listen to this shit that my fucking mama wanted me to do, I wouldn't be where I am today. If I would have tried to be this cookie cutter, prissy girl who she wanted me to be, I, no, I, I wouldn't be the chick y'all love who to speak her fucking mind and talk her shit and speak her fucking truth. That was that would not be me, and I would be Ms. Rebel. Let Ms. Rebel. Ain't that the name of the fucking Broadway play? Let Ms. Rebel. However the French said, let Ms. Rebel. 
That's what the fuck I would be right now. So no, you only have to please self. Everybody else is fucking gravy. Everybody else, including your kids. They gravy too. Again, this life was given to you to live. So what I need you to reflect on is what do you do in order to please your parent, even though it doesn't work well for you? What do you need to do for yourself? Ask yourself, what do I need to do to please myself, even if it means my parents disapprove? And they'll get over it. And they'll be strong. When your parents start to see you take autonomy over your fucking life, they may not like it, but they will fucking respect it. You know, even with Kingston, I teach Kingston autonomy. You know, I keep I teach Kingston since he's since he's been talking. Well, Kingston is not about what I like; it's what you like. You know, clothes, hair, uh, shit that he extracurricular activities that he wants to do, um, things he wants to pick out choices he wants to make outside of things that might hurt him, you know, and then I have to step in and be like, you know, no, I don't think you should do that black, that back flip off the motherfucking patio into the lake because, uh, that's just not a fucking good idea. You know, you're going to be all up in somebody's fucking ambulance and that's just not going to be a good way for us to spend this fucking weekend. So we're not going to do that. But anything else it's fair game. It's what you like, son. And sometimes he'll Maybe pick something I maybe I don't agree with, or maybe choose something that maybe I wouldn't have choose. And I thought maybe, maybe he should have made another choice. And he'll tell me in a second when I come up, well, no, Kingston, because I think you should do, and he'll stop me and be like, it's what I like, right? Right, mom? But it's what I like. And then I I I I I I, I, I shut my, my my fat ass up and, and we keep on going, you know? Oh, you're right. I stand corrected. It's it's what you like. You know, and if I end up liking it, it's gravy. But seeing my son enjoy something, that's all that matters for him. And that's all that should matter for him. Next. Set and enforce boundaries. Y'all knew I was going to say this shit. Y'all know I love that B word, the boundary. Boundaries help us set clear expectations and limits for how others can fucking treat us. Boundaries create emotional and physical space between you and your parents. This is probably something you didn't have as a child. I'm willing to bet you. If I, if I, anybody with a toxic parent, tell me about y'all boundaries when you was a kid. I bet you there wasn't none. It wasn't none with me. That's why I'm big on fucking boundaries. Because ho, 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 ho. Now that old Nicky Nick is an adult, oh, we're going to have some motherfucking boundaries up in here. So yes, that's why I'm big on boundaries. Because as a kid... Nobody have no fucking boundaries. I mean, like, no. Mm -mm. Um, back to what I was saying. Um, so it can feel uncomfortable to set boundaries and start telling your parents how you want to be treated. Remember this: toxic people resist boundaries, particularly those that do not benefit them. You think your parents are going to be fucking obsolete? They toxic. Any toxic person. Excuse me. Any toxic person who, when you lay down the fucking law with your boundaries, if it does not honor the fuckery that they are doing and allowing the fuckery to continue, of course they're not going to fucking like it. And the, the difference is with parents, parents try to flex on us. See, like if I set a boundary with a dude and he don't like it, if you don't like it, nigga, kick rocks. Beat it. You know, petto to the motherfucking metal. But with parents, they might try to flex. They might try to, but I'm I'm the mama. I you know I brought you in this world and I take you out. And they hobbling and shit. They on the hoverboard and shit like that. Talking about they're gonna take somebody the fuck out. And they got them, they walking with a motherfucking assistive device. You know? You can end them all by motherfucking shutting down social security on them, making a call of social security or whatever. They got all this fucking mouth. But yeah, so that might be a foreign concept to you. So, um, toxic people resist boundaries, like I just said. And this is because they want to be in control. You take control from anybody, particularly somebody who's used to being in power. They've been in power for how many years? Count your, 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 your years of life. 
They've been in power that long. You think they're just going to give over the reins? You think if I waltz my motherfucking ass in Buckingham Palace today and tell the Queen of England that she got to give up her motherfucking throne, you think she's going to be like, oh, all right. No. This is an inherited right that she feels she is fucking obligated to and that she deserves. And this is something, this is a lifestyle that she has been afforded and she has been, that she's been comfortable in. And grown accustomed to, she's not just going to give that shit over to me, especially if it's done, if it's brought her some type of pleasure, if it's bought her some type of um, sense of superiority. The same thing with your parents. They're not just going to hand that shit the fuck over. No. So, excuse me. So, um, with that being said... <laughs> I'm sorry. With that being said, um, setting boundaries with toxic people is difficult because they don't respect limits. But you don't let this shit deter you. Boundaries are essential to all healthy relationships. Remember, it's okay to limit contact with your parents. Tell them no. Come late, leave early. It's even okay to have no contact with your parents. Can I say that again? It's even okay to have no contact with your parents. If that's what it takes. And I'm not saying if, if, that you just not talking to them no more until hell freezes over or something. But um, you might have to put some, some distance between the two of you for a while. You know, it might be <sighs> some, some weeks, some months, a year, a two, a three, however long it takes. I know that when I, um, hold on, trying to, my little, my cord came out the plug there. Sorry. I know that when I dropped out of high school and I, I got my GED and I joined the army, I left. I didn't see my mom for three years. Yep. I left the country and I stayed gone. I went ghost. You know, I didn't come home for holidays. I didn't come home for anything. I stayed away. Um, and the only thing that really brought us back together was the birth of Kingston. And um, Kingston was born, what, year four, year five of me leaving? Year five, year five almost year six, um, after me leaving the house. Yeah. Um, I had to put some space between us, set that boundary. You know, um, and it wasn't no, I'll talk to you later tomorrow. It was like, this is one of those things where, yeah, I don't, I'm not talking to her. And I don't even, I can't tell you when the next time I'm going to talk to her. Um, and I'm not going to be guilted in telling anybody when I talk to her, when I talk to her, you know, that's it. Um, and when we did speak, please believe there was boundaries, Please believe moving forward, this is what I need from you. This is what I expect from you. And it wasn't a disrespectful, yeah, let me tell you something about yourself. It was just, hey, good to see you. Glad to see you. Um, but for us to move forward, these are some things that I have that you have to do to be in my life, right? Um, again, remember, it's okay to limit your contact with your parents. You don't owe them anything. Relationships need to be built on respect and you can't respect people who continually treat you poorly and people who continually treat you poorly don't fucking respect you. So what type of fucking relationship we got if you don't respect me hmm? and I'm afraid of you or I think I'm obligated to have a relationship with you because of some biological fucking reason. No. So Reflect and ask yourself this. What boundaries do you need with your parents? What's one step that you can take towards setting this boundary? What is it? Um, number three, don't try to change them. Because trying to change people who don't want to change is a waste of your fucking energy. And it will leave you frustrated. Instead, you focus on what you can't control. And what you can't control is you. That's the only person you can control in this whole situation is you. You can control how you respond to your parents, your choices, and your behavior. So ask yourself this. How do you try to change or fix your parents? How do you feel 
when you inevitably, inevitably, excuse me, fail to change them. With regards to your relationship with your parents, what's in your control? Ask yourself this. Number four, be mindful of what you share with them. Trust is an important element of a healthy relationship, and we should only share personal information with those that have proven themselves trust-fucking-worthy. Unfortunately, your parents may not fall in this category if they gossip about you, criticize, share things about you without your permission, or use what you tell them against you. You aren't obligated to tell them everything or fucking anything for that matter. Nothing that's going on in your life or answers to their questions. Share only what feels comfortable. I remember telling my mom things and she just couldn't run, wait to run and tell somebody, you know? And sometimes I felt like she would gossip about me like <laughs> I was just a chick on the fucking street, you know? Um, and then I had to learn, I ain't got to tell you nothing, especially if you're not a part of the motherfucking solution, especially if you're not trying to help me figure shit out or fix shit, you know, especially if this is just gossip fodder for you. No, I don't have to tell you shit. And when I started forcing that, my mother started to feel excluded. You know, and it, I would stop myself and she would see me stop myself and I would and I wouldn't be disrespectful. I ain't telling you shit. Um, no, I'm not comfortable exploring that with you. No, I'm not comfortable discussing that with you. And if she asks why, I tell her why I wouldn't I wouldn't hide anything. Well, because when I told you so and so you went and you told aunt blah, blah. And when I told you so and so you told all of my sisters or when I told you this and I told tell her how it made me feel. And I can't open myself up to you like that again. So no, thank you. I'll figure it out on my own or I'll find a way or to really stick it into her. I'll discuss this with whoever the fuck my stepmom was at the time. So yeah. Or if she found out that everybody knew about it, but her, and then she started to feel excluded. And then she started to feel on the out. And then it was, Nicole, tell me, I promise I won't tell anybody. I, I want to help. I want to this. That started to change her. When she started to feel the bite of not knowing me on an intimate level, and when I say intimate, of course, I'm not talking about sexual, on a level outside of high and by, when she started to feel like she was just on a high and by tip and shit, she would tell you, I just, it just, our relationship just feels plastic. Oh, it feels fake. Because that's how rigid my boundary with her was because I couldn't, I couldn't trust her yet. And if I don't trust you, you get, I don't give a fuck who you are. You get bare minimum, bare motherfucking minimum. And that's what she got. And so I would trust her with a little bit of something, something that was probably trivial to me. I don't care if it's repeated. If, it, if it's not repeated, all right, and blah, 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 move on, move on, move on. But yeah, that that was that was a huge part of our reconciliation um, is was what I shared with her. And when she started to feel like, you know, because your parents feel some type of way when they last to know about something or when they're on out of something. You know, I think my mom was the last person to find that I was pregnant with Kingston. You know, I didn't tell her, you know, and it was just, oh, yeah, I mean. Oh yeah. Uh the girls too. Oh yeah. Yeah, you 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 late on that. But yeah. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, reflect on this. What does it feel or or what does it feel safe to share with your parents? And what doesn't feel safe? You know, if you're about to tell them something and your motherfucking chest start tightening up, that ain't what you need to tell them. That spirit telling you, no, we not we're not gonna tell them. Listen to your intuition. Next. Know your parents' limitations and work the fuck around them, but only if you want to. So I know a lot of adult children of alcoholics who know that they can't change their parents' drinking, and they recognize that their parents become forgetful, aggressive, or otherwise difficult after a certain time of day or after a particular amount of drinks. Um, with me, if my mom doesn't take her medication, um, if it's been a few days 
or well, she's pretty cool with it now. But like back then, oh no, we not we yeah, we don't need to talk. And I could I could sense it when I would speak with her, especially as I started to come up the ranks of higher education um, and earn my degrees in behavior science and you know your psychology and things like that. I could pick up on shit and I would terminate the conversation right then and there. So um, pick up on their habits. If they drink, no, you know, you know what time of day do your parents drink? What do they sound like when they're drunk? They start slurring. What do they sound like, you know, if they have taken um, a drug? You know, what, 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 what is their demeanor like? How does the, the, the climate shift with them? And plan your phone calls, your visits, your family get togethers around that. If I know, say, for example, if I know that um, my dad drinks after he after dinner every day at eight o'clock, but I know he may get off of work at five. I know that my window to talk to him is probably six to eight, six to seven thirty or five thirty to seven thirty. That's when I'm going to plan my conversation with him because I know he's sober or I might catch him before he goes to work. When I know that he's up at him and alert. I'm not going to call him when I know that he's drinking. I'm not going to call him when I know that he's uh, three sheets to the wind. For what? He's going to perform. You know, he's going to give me every piece of toxicity that he has. And this isn't my dad. I'm just saying um, for an example, because, yeah, my dad is not a raven alcoholic. But, you know, some people do have parents who are or parents who might be on Heroin might be on crack cocaine. I mean, meth, the, the sky's the limit. Plan your shit around that. Um, this is also an effective coping strategy for some, but you don't have to plan your life around your parents. And it's quite the contrary. You work around their limitations only if, they, if it works for you. So even if, say, I was to call my dad between those hours, if it didn't work for me, if, say, between six and and 7.30, my ass was busy or I'm doing something else or I'm at work. I'm not going to do it, you know, especially if I know that he might not be receptive to my conversation. I'm not going to stress myself out about it. Maybe once a week, you know, it's completely valid to have your birthday party in the evening and not invite your parents because you don't want them to ruin it. It's completely valid to throw any type of celebration, any type of milestone event, any type of anything and not invite your parents to it. Because again, that's your day. That's your event. That's your special occasion. You don't want to invite them to your wedding. You ain't got to. That's your fucking day. You don't want to invite them to the baby shower or delivery room when you and your wife have y'all baby. That's y'all fucking business. This is y'all special day. I can't stress that enough. This is your life to live. If you're happy, that's enough. Everything else is fucking gravy. So is knowing that inviting them to a baby shower or get together, a function, a cookout, Thanksgiving, um, whatever, is not going to be conducive to everyone having a good lifestyle. Why the fuck are you doing it? Because they're your parents? No, fuck that. No, fuck that. No, not at all. You don't, don't, we're not going to get guilted into this shit. You know, it's okay to not want somebody to ruin your shit and stand on that. Remember that you have choices and really you don't have to justify shit to your parents. Remember that you don't have to justify anything. A lot of times I tell both of my parents, especially if if it's something that maybe they don't agree on. Well, um, mother, these are my feelings. And like I tell y'all, I say the same shit to them. My feelings are not community property. I don't have to explain it to you until you get it. It's how I feel about something. And because this is how I feel about something, this is how I am going to move about something. And hey, they fucking get it. We ain't going to do all that fucking back and forth with you. I'm grown. And when I say, I'm one of them people, when I say I'm grown, I mean that shit. I'm grown. I'm not about to fucking explain this shit to you. It don't work for me. So this is what you need to reflect on. You need to ask yourself, are there ways you work around your parents' limitations? Do these compromise, these compromises, excuse me, truly work for you? Or are you just doing them because you feel obligated, because they're your parents, or you don't want to seem like this or seem like that? 
if this is the case, what changes do you need to fucking make? Because again, you are not obligated to work around your parents' toxicity. You're not. You're not. Think about it. Do you know how silly that sounds? Would you work around your boyfriend's toxicity, your girlfriend's toxicity, a best friend's, um, a co-worker's? Why is it different? Because these are your parents? No. Uh-uh. We're not doing that shit. Next, always have an exit strategy. When things start deteriorate, deteriorating, excuse me, take that as your cue to leave. Or ask your parents to fucking leave. Eh, time to start grabbing doorknobs. Up, oh, time to fucking get the fuck out. <sighs> Chances are that things will only escalate. Either they'll drink more, they'll get angrier, they'll become more defensive, more obstinate. So it's safer to end your time together at the first sign of trouble. You aren't obligated to stick around just to be polite or to make your parents happy. So when I see shit going in the deep end, I'd be like, you know what? I'm done talking for the day. You know what? Yeah, I, I'm going to stop the conversation right here, you know, and 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 I send them fucking tidings and good cheer. You know, um, you have your good day. You enjoy the remainder of your day. You know, I'll talk to you later. You know, I don't give it a time. I know I talk to you tonight. I talk to you tomorrow. Have a nice week. I don't do none of that. I'll talk to you later because later can mean anything for fucking me. Especially me. I'll talk to you later. And stick to it. They'll try to bait you back into a convert. No. Mm-mm. Goodbye. You know? And you know how uh, our parents, you, you hang up on me. You No. I'm, um, mother, I don't want to hang up on you. But I'm, 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 I'm going to hang up the phone now. And you have you a good night. And they're going to try to pull you back into their conversation. Because remember, this shit is about control. They're going to try to control. And again, this is foreign to them. You cutting off a conversation with me and I'm the parent. Yes, get the fuck off my phone. Or if the motherfuckers are over here, I start grabbing coats. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and walk you to the door. Yeah, let's go ahead and um, get you on this road so you can get home. You know, I don't I don't I don't like how I feel. And and it is my choice. I'm not going to dialogue with you further. You know, um, if they say something, you know, for shock therapy or nasty or whatever, because, again, they're trying to control. And a lot of times when people try to get our attention and control us, they do it in a negative way. I'll let them know in a second that doesn't even warrant a response. Goodbye. And I stop talking. I don't. Your, 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 your voice is your power. Stop talking. Do you know how much of a rejection it is with people when you don't engage in conversation with them? They want to talk to you, but you're not allowing them to unload their shit on you. You have to leave. You have to. I've seen uh, one of my siblings called motherfucking police on my fucking mama. Oh, you're not going to leave because y'all are not going nowhere. I'm your mama. Oh, no. Oh, nine one the motherfucker one. She didn't do that shit again. That was a boundary that was set that night. Damn, my daughter called the motherfucking police on me. And, you know, it wasn't no back and forth. She called the police. She went in her room. You know, didn't even engage with my mom. She went in her room. Police came. She came out of the room, told the police what was going on, blah, blah, blah. Police escorted my mom the fuck on out. It was so beautiful. It was so nonviolent, nonviolent. MLK would have been motherfucking proud. It was just so just nonviolent. So, yeah. You can do that shit fucking too, right? (sighs) Okay, so um, ask yourself this. How can you get out of a difficult situation with your parents? Do you or your spouse or partner have a signal to let each other know when it's time to leave? If not, that would be helpful. And it doesn't just have to be your partner, your children, maybe another sibling, something like that. Tap you on your shoulder, all right? Because that's what we do now as siblings. All right, it's time to go. You know, or, you know, hey, Nikki, you want to go for a walk? Or, you know, hey, Nikki, you want a so-and-so? Or you want to show me blah, blah, blah in your room or something? We will leave our mama right there with that toxic shit. Oh, goodbye. Leave them with that shit. Misery loves company. The same is the same is true for fucking parents. Do not, do not take up real estate in a miserable ass fucking building. 
or they miserable ass fucking um um block. Don't put down no roots there. Keep it fucking moving. You don't want you don't want energy transfers. You don't want them to transfer none of that fucking energy on you. T- keep it fucking moving. We not doing this shit. You know? So that's what you need to do. Next, please don't try to reason with them. There is no way to reason with someone who is irrational, emotionally immature, or intoxicated, or who has a mental health disorder. Most of them. Some of them. Not most of them. Some of them. Because some of them, they they do have the cognitive functioning, but sometimes, no, this shit is a little bit uh, constru- misconstrued a little bit. This shit is a little off whack. So please do not expend a lot of energy trying to get your parents to see your point of view. You cannot rationalize with an irrational person. I said that last week when I told y'all about dealing with these toxic exes. When it comes to co-parenting, same thing with your parents. You cannot rationalize with an irrational ass person. It can be sad and frustrating to accept that you can't have a healthy and mature relationship with them because they are closed-minded or empathy challenged. Be assertive about issues that matter to you, but at the same time, don't expect your parents to give a fuck or understand about your, your point of view. Try not to get dragged into arguments or, or power struggles that degrade into nasty bouts of name-calling and other disrespectful behaviors. As I said before, earlier, right? You do not have to show up to every argument you are invited to. You don't. You can choose to disengage instead. Nope. Um, I'm, 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 I'm not going there with you. No, I'm done talking. You don't have, you don't have to, just because somebody wants to argue with you, just because somebody got a bone to pick with you, just because somebody feels some type of fucking way about you don't mean you got to fucking get a ass that fucking reciprocity, especially if it does not honor the space that you're in or the space that you want to be in, especially if it's not for your greater good, especially if it's not for your highest good, what the fuck are you doing? You are not obligated to lower your vibrations for your parents to engage in conversation with them just because they're your parents and you know that that shit is going to lower your fucking vibration and fuck with your energy. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't engage. Do not engage. When they start that shit, like I said, remove yourself. The only person that you can control in this whole shit is you remove yourself don't ask them why they acting like this don't tell them to shut up don't tell them to don't talk to me leave me alone don't do none of that shit remove yourself they're not gonna leave you alone they're not gonna stop talking to you it's a toxic remove yourself get the fuck out of there get the fuck on (sighs) so um choose to disengage please Because you don't want the shit to escalate. You don't want an argument to turn into domestic violence fucking incident. You don't want a mere um, misunderstanding to turn into somebody in handcuffs. And now we got court dates and all other types of shit. We don't want that. So ask yourself this. How can you take care of yourself or disengage when your parents can't see your point of view or aren't interested in hearing your perspective? What are some ways that you can cut out? I've already told y'all mine. Think about your way because you know your parents better than me. Next. You don't have to be at your parents' beck and call now. This is a much-needed type of boundary. Toxic people will take and take unless you say no to their excessive demands. You can help them out if it's feasible and if it's appreciated, but you are not obligated to be your mama's chauffeur. Maid, gardener, therapist, especially if they're treating you like she is naive the whole time. Nor do you have to be their errand boy on call 24-7. Nor do you have to take their phone calls or reply to their texts immediately. Do not. That's another means of control. To control your time. To control your availability. You don't. And let me tell you something that I've learned about calls and, and, and messages. We are in the year of our Lord 2018. We have beautiful things on our phones. Call voicemail. Learn to let a few calls go to fucking voicemail. I used to scream my mom's calls with voicemails. Let her leave a message, see what the fuck she want. You know? Oh, she don't want nothing. Or oh, yeah, sound like she on some bullshit. Or oh, okay, yeah, sound like she on the right path. Let me call her back. 
allow, use these means that you pay for. Use these means that you pay. Just because somebody wants to engage with you does not mean you have to engage with them. That is like the best advice ever given to me. Just because somebody wants to engage with me, that doesn't make me obligated to fucking engage with them. I pick and choose who the fuck I engage in. And if I don't want to talk to you, straight to voicemail. As much as AT&T charged me for my phone bill, oh, I get a, a lot of use out of my fucking voicemail feature. A lot of use out of it. Especially with the voicemail. I don't know about your Android users, but with AT&T or with the iPhone, um, they transcribe that shit so I can read what the fuck you want. And I go, nope, nope, delete Allow yourself to use these things as your as your secretary, because basically that's what it is. And scream your shit. You choose whether you engage with mama or not or daddy or not. You choose that, not them. They can call all they want to, but it takes you. It takes you to answer and engage. It's a two part action. So. If you, if you need time to respond to their text messages, if you need 24 hours, take it. 48 hours, take it. A few days, take it. You know, if you need to take a break from calls and text messages, take it. I wouldn't suggest you tell them that like face-to-face or on the phone because it's going to create some type of rift and it's going to cause you to exert negative energy. Send them a text message. Hey. I'm taking a break. You know, um, I will not be answering my phone or blah, blah, blah. If you want to tell them, please refrain from reaching out to me. You can do that and give them a time schedule. Put them on block. Put them on do not disturb. You do not have to feel obligated to engage with a toxic ass fucking parent. You pick and choose when. Allow your phone to start working for you. So ask yourself this. How do your parents exploit your kindness by expecting you to meet their demands 24-7? How does it feel to recognize that you aren't obligated to do this shit for them? Can you release some of that guilt by remembering that you're setting healthy boundaries and taking care of yourself just as other adults do? Number nine, you don't have to spend the holidays with your parents. It's something about holidays that make us just want to forget all the fuckery and just come together. It's, holidays to me is kind of like when you're dealing with a, a, a dude that just ain't shit and you think that having a baby is going to keep him close to you. So you had his baby and it's like, nah, it, it, yeah, still, it still ain't, it still ain't popping. But now it ain't popping and now you got this fucking kid, right? So the holidays is kind of the same thing. Holidays ain't going to change fucking toxic ass parents. Just like a baby is not going to change a fuck boy or a fuck girl. A lot of people think that a pomp and circumstance such as a holiday or a fucking new addition as a child is going to change somebody. People have to want to change. Nothing outside is going to change them. A holiday a fucking turkey on a fucking table with mac and cheese and greens, that shit ain't gonna change them. They still just gonna be a toxic-ass motherfucker eating fucking ham hock and fucking greens. And they gonna get with your ass when that plate is clean. Don't change shit. You are not obligated. I don't want you to think, you know, uh, I think I'm gonna do episode on holiday depression next because I get it. A lot of people, holidays is, is a time when people are sad. You know, when people crave vulnerability, when people crave family and fellowship, but you do not. You know, you deserve to enjoy the fucking holidays. Even if you don't uh, fucking um, celebrate the shit, you enjoy the time off. You deserve to enjoy the time off. And that might mean spending time away from your parents. In some families, there's a lot of pressure to maintain family traditions. But this often comes at the expense of your own happiness and peace of mind. Now, this might be a good time to start your own family traditions or be creative about how you spend holidays. Maybe, you know, um, I know one thing I started was I started having holidays. I'd go to one of my girlfriend's house. Me and Kingston, pack up. Let's go. Let's go visit so-and-so. Or they'll come and visit me. I started starting my own fucking traditions. Let's go to another country. Let's go on a cruise. Let's this, let's that. That shit was fun to me. 
hey, it's the time off. It's fun to me. I started to create my own traditions, you know? Um, perhaps you'd like to celebrate Friendsgiving, okay? Or go on a vacation over the holidays. Like I just said, that shit is fun. I'd be looking forward to that shit. I'd be happy. They be thinking I'd be happy to see family like them, my coworkers at work. I know I'm not. My ass is happy to get this passport book stamped again. So ask yourself this. What holiday traditions would you like to change or omit because they cause stress or family conflict? How can you create holidays that are enjoyable to you and reflect what's important to you, particularly if you have children? Because you don't want them starting to equate the holidays with fucking family dysfunction. You want to create a good, because I'm telling you this, I know I'm all over the place, but listen, our children watch our dynamics with our parents and they in kind turn around and they think that this is how the dynamic should be between them and us. So with all of this shit that I'm saying, think about the type of relationship that you would want for your children, whether they're here now or whether they are still unborn. Think about that. You know, think about those traditions that you want them to equate family with or equate good memories with, right? So lastly, take care of yourself. When we deal with toxic parents, it's stressful as fuck. And that stress takes a toll on your emotional and physical health. It's essential that you take extra good care of yourself. Start with the basics like eating healthfully, getting enough sleep, rest, exercising, connecting with positive people, acknowledging your feelings and giving them a healthy outlet, getting support and having fun. It will be easier to set boundaries, choose to respond differently or detach when you're at your best physically and emotionally. When you know what's good for you, when you know that you are in a good space and you ain't gonna let nobody fuck that shit up, that's when it's easier to fucking be a motherfucking bad energy power ranger and be like, pterodactyl and be fucking motherfuckers up who bring you negative energy and you don't give a fuck who they are because you know this space that you have created for yourself, you ain't gonna let nobody fuck that up. But if you already kind of wallowing and some bad fucking energy and all of that, you're probably like, oh, well, what is this? But people who put their health and their peace of mind and their mental health first, they not for bullshit. And they don't give a fuck who it come from. They don't give a fuck who it come from. Anybody could get it, you know? And they don't look at it like, oh, that's my mom or, oh, that's my dad. They're looking at it like this is somebody who is an affront to my peace. This is somebody who's going to take me to a level that I don't want to go to. This is somebody who's going to knock me off my square and reduce myself and reduce my sanity and reduce my morale. And I don't want that. So I'm going to stay the fuck away or I'm not going to engage. Okay. So y'all think of that. Y'all think of that. Y'all think of that. Y'all think of that. Um, And to reflect on this last one, I want you to take a few minutes and sit quietly with yourself. How do you feel? What do you need right now? How can you give yourself more of what you need? This is what you need to focus on, nurturing self, feeding self, so that everybody else know they got to come correct. My parents know that they have to come correct with me. I don't take bullshit. I don't take, oh, you don't be accountable with me. That, 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 that's a, that's a one-way ticket off my phone or, or, or out of my presence. I have created a standard with both of them that they know that they have to come at me correct. And my boundaries are fierce. I don't, I don't waver them because I know you give an inch, you take a, they'll take a mouth. They're kind of like children. Like the, the roles kind of flip. Well, you know, with children, you give them an inch, they take them out. Same thing with parents, particularly toxic parents. Because again, it's about control, gaining that control back. For one, they feel like they should control you because they're your parent. And I don't give a fuck if you've given birth to me or if you have aided in the creation of me. If you are instrumental 
and the degradation of my motherfucking morale and my motherfucking self-esteem, self-confidence, energy, vibrations, all of that, you got to go. I don't give a damn who you are. Sometimes I'll even tell Kingston, I don't like your energy right now. You know, I think you should leave my room. Or maybe you should just go somewhere. I'll go to your room or something. I'm big on my, I don't give a fuck who you are. Nobody is going to rumble my space. Nobody's going to fuck with my space. So think of that. Okay. Um, that's my time for today. Um, thank you for listening in. I am cutting my time down slowly but surely. Bear with me. Catch me on Instagram at Nikki's Thoughts. And that is at N-I-K-K-I-E-S-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. My website is www.anicoleinc.com, and that's A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E-I-N-C.com. I have a women's expo in D.C. on January 5th. Tickets are on sale now. Um, it's going to be unlimited wine. It's going to be food. And yes, we have food for the vegans. Um, we're going to have workshops on sex positions, Um uh, I have my sister there. She's going to be talking about how to turn your passion into a profit. Um, business startup coaching, business coaching. I'll be there talking about stop letting your past dictate your motherfucking future. Um, I'll have my reader there. Miss Elite will be there. Also, I have my Jamaica trip in July, my Queen's Power trip. The tickets for that are on sale. You can go online and just put down your deposit. Again, Inc. And you can also go on there and find out about my retail store. You can find out about my other brands, my new nonprofit that I've just created. I'm just so excited. So until next week, y'all have y'all an amazing day. And I'm out. Rocking to my beat. I'm a trip, so I know you're gonna fall for me. Cause this is the year of-